Welcome to episode 20 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. And how you doing, buddy? Doing good. Uh, having a busy week so far. Yeah? Yeah. It's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, we're today kind of face planning through some accounting stuff. And that's oh. always fun. Uh, that's my, yeah, it's my least favorite Dude, there's, part. there's nothing that I feel like doing less than trying to figure out our books. Nope. <laughs> but, you know, we, we had some hiccups with some integrations that, you know, with our, between our website and some of the other invoicing. So we're just kind of working through that on our own and then with an accountant and just trying to get that all squared away. But, um, yeah, no fun. No, I meet with my accountant Friday to do, do all my stuff. And yeah, I'm behind on my books too. I got to sit down and do that. And it's supposed to be kind of a nice week this week. The last thing I want to do is be doing my books when I could be at the yeah. range or something. So, all right, this is off topic, but maybe that'll help help everybody else too who listens. What does your relationship look like with your accountant? How do you um, how do you go about that? Well, to be honest, I actually know my accountant pretty well. Uh, he's from my church, and I've known him for a long time. So, as far as that actual relationship, I like him a lot, and we've we've been friends for a while. So that kind of helps things. Um, and do you just have a set time period where you'll have him help you reconcile stuff. Yeah. So, um, so I meet with him maybe quarterly. Um, even if not that it's like at the half, um, and then at the beginning of the year, uh, he'll sit down to me and just kind of go over things and just kind of see how things look and answer any questions I have. And, um, outside of that, um, like outside of meeting with him, I do have my accountant. Um, and he doesn't do it. He has someone else do it, but they reconcile my credit card and my credit card side of things in QuickBooks. Um, cause that's, that's, it's kind of time consuming. You gotta to go back and forth and you have to, you have to kind of like, you have to go in and split up everything and, and categorize each part. And with credit cards, QuickBooks doesn't exactly do that for you like it right. does like with your debit card you know, side of things. Um, so they help me with that and they do my payroll stuff. So like the end of the – when, when it's pay time, I send an email over of everyone's hours and – they fire an email back with statements and everything. And I write checks. So, yeah, that's awesome. I, that's an area that we're, you know, obviously I said we're working through trying to refine that. Um, Cause yeah, it's one of those things that you don't really think about as you're getting started. Like, how am I going to do my accounting? Well, you just start marketing your product and selling it. And then, you know, we're realizing that we're going to need more input into the books, you know, more oversight that we, you know, we can't just, we just can't spend all that time doing all the time. Yeah. You know, I'd rather just pay somebody to, to be looking at that stuff. Yep. So oh, yeah, my, that was off, off topic, but. Oh no, I, I think this was a very good topic to, have, to talk about. In fact, I was just talking to um, my buddy, Tom, where he shot me an email a couple of days ago. And I was like, Hey, how do you deal with, 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 with your pay and accounting and stuff like that? So I called him right up. Cause, cause honestly, man, I, the first thing I want to talk to a new business owner about is get an accountant. Just do it. I, it's, I know it's not a fun thing to pay for, but it's more fun to pay for it than it is to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and even more so just like that. There's so many, there's so many taxes. There's just, there's taxes. I never knew it never knew existed that, that I have to pay. And, and, I'm so fearful of, of being audited and dealing with the IRS. I, I just, if anything, I don't have time to deal with that stuff, let alone deal with like any kind of repercussions because I didn't do something right. And now I owe a bunch of money that maybe I don't have, or, you know, I'm so fearful of that stuff happening. I'll, I just want to pay my taxes, pay everything I need to pay, do it on time and just stay under the radar 
and not have to deal with it. And yeah. if paying an accountant is what I have to do to do that, more I'm more than willing to do it. I will yeah. I will absolutely do that. Um so I honestly when I meet with him on Friday, I might I might kind of talk to him about um just about helping keep up with you know, just with my uh daily books too, because it's something I neglect. Like I do a pretty good job of sitting down every morning and doing it, which if I did that, it would take five minutes to do it, but I don't. And so it's every month I, I sit down and do it. Like <laughs> if not a month and a half or two months I've gone and that's just not, it, it's bad. I mean, that's not, that's not good to do, you know, right. Yeah. You know, you know, let it go that long. Um, but I've only got, I've only got so much time and I'd rather be doing the things that I like to do and that I'm good at doing. So that's definitely where I'm at. So yeah, like I said, I know that was kind of a curveball, but been on my brain because that's what we've been working through the last, you know, because obviously it's tax season and we're getting everything finalized from last year. There were a couple things that happened throughout the year last year that just really threw us a curveball. And we're just trying to, you know, work it, you know, work our way through that and make sure that everything is the way it needs to be. Yeah. And we have an accountant to do that once a year, but that's not enough at this point. I'm realizing, right. We need somebody with their hands on a little bit, a little bit more in depth um, so that when issues arise, it doesn't compound. Cause it's like anything with math. Anytime you add numbers together, if there's an error at the base of the equation, the whole thing all the way throughout gets screwed up. Yeah. Well, it, it's, and it's nice having somebody that is familiar with things. Um, I mean, I kind of lean on my accountant every once in a while to kind of help me make some decisions. I mean, he's not making decisions for me, but he's given, he's given me input so I can make a, a wise decision on, you know, on buying a new piece of equipment or hiring somebody or something. You know, I, I like to pass those things across or uh, yeah, just anything that, you know, can I write this off or not? And, uh, and a good accountant isn't going, I believe a good accountant doesn't just tell you yes or no to it. They give you the information so you can make the decision on right on if it's a good thing or not. Um, that's what my account does. He's, he's super good. And um, yeah, that's, that's something I'm willing to stand on the table and shout out. And, and it's one of the first things I always talk to, you know, if a new business comes to me, you know, somebody who's, who's starting something up, I'm like, man, just get an accountant. And cause get it, it over with. <laughs> get over with. And honestly, it's not, it's not that it's not that outrageously expensive either. I mean, they, my accountant has saved me way more than what it's cost me, you know, just because they know things that you can write off and, and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a wise decision. Yeah, that's, that's where we're headed. Cause I, I know we're going to be spending a couple hours at least today on our own, just getting some stuff worked out. And it, you just look at it. It's like, well, for every hour, you know, we're tied up on our end that holds us back from doing things that are way more important than messing around with, you know, I mean, not that the accounting is not important, but you know, every hour spent on that is taking away from something else um, that should be a primary focus. Yeah. And what takes you an hour would take an accountant 10 minutes. Right. And when you were talking about the cost, that's what I was thinking right away. It's like, man, it'll take me days to figure this out. But an accountant knows exactly where to look, what numbers should be, you know what I mean? What they know, even the terminology of everything, just that in and of itself um, puts them at an advantage. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What a pain. (laughs) I I almost wish sometimes you didn't have to deal with money to be a business, you know, just like, traded like grain and wood for you. Yeah. Let's just go back to bartering and bartering and trading. And yeah, I don't know. I, well, I, you know, jokingly, I've told people that have called in, you know, like what, what kind of payment methods do you guys take? I'm like, well, we take cash, credit cards or gold or silver, whichever one you want to send. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I trade, well, for, I trade for something cool. Yeah. And I, I've, yeah, I've, I've traded, I've traded product for product and, you know, 
I like doing that. Yeah. yeah we, you know, obviously we try to not do that all the time because right. you're still paying for the product. Right. Yes. You're kind of getting the product at a really good discount because it's your own product you're trading, but at the same token, you know, cash is what puts the company forward, not another weapon or gun or, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. I'm not even necessarily talking about that. Like, you know, for, you know, for Cerakote, you know, uh, you know, if I, 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 I just, maybe only been once or twice, but I find out that they, you know, the person that I'm partnering up with could use something that I've got or, or with like a couple of Neo mags. If, if anything, I'll trade, you know, a Neo mag or, or two. And that just knocks off a little bit of the, you know, the cash IO or something. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I get it. It is fun. It is fun to get creative sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that was kind of a little bit random, but I know you and I talked that's uh, last week. It's timely. Text text time's coming up here. Yeah. Um like I said, I you know, me and Tom were just talking about it and uh so it's on some people's minds and stuff, so Yeah, and we you know, we're talking about I mean, it's all ties in with growing our businesses and, and, you know, the steps we're taking as we're doing that um, last week. And I think, I think we want to go into this topic. So correct me if I'm wrong, but we, we had spoken briefly about influencers and, um, you know, their role in, in growing the businesses and what we both view on that topic. Um, so yeah, should we kick yeah. that off and get into that? Yeah. So I thought, I thought one of the things I would kind of kick off with this is um, you were supposed to be in Ohio this weekend at like an Ohio range day is I guess what ended up kind of being called. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, Rick with Achilles tactics, uh, who's an instructor nearby um, got together kind of a range day that was, and it was by invite and um man, I think about 25 guys came, came to this and a couple of guys came from Georgia. Uh, geez, a few from Illinois. Um, I think that was about, about the furthest, but I mean, other guys drove four hours, you know, from Cincinnati and stuff. So, um, you know, you know, there were, you know, other guys kind of came from all over and it's mostly people through Instagram and, 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 maybe some Facebook for the most part, it was through social media. And, um, and there were some people there that, you know, you're like, there were some other people that, that have some businesses in the industry, but they're pretty brand new businesses. I mean, I'm thinking I I was probably the most established business there uh, of the people that that were there with a business. At least I can think of off, off top of my head. Um, But like, it was a lot of, there's a lot of people from social media and some of which are who I would call influencers. There were some people there um, who work closely with other brands, um, dangerous, but good and TA targets and um, action targets and a couple other brands um, that, that, that these people work with. And so uh, I mean, honestly it was the, the, the main thing behind it was just getting guys together to train together a little bit and then just to shoot and have fun and, and stuff. But, uh, you know, the, the, the main reason I wanted to go was just to meet people. Like, yeah. um, yeah, of course I brought, you know, some guns and ammo and did a little shooting with them. And, and that was fun. And that, that was kind of the common thread that, that brought us all together. But, but I think a lot of us for the most part, were just there uh, to meet people and to, um, and to put faces with Instagram names and, and stuff. And it, it was funny. I was going around, uh, you know, I was meeting, meeting the guys and I would, I'd say, what's your name? And then I was not, and, and I'd say, actually, what's your Instagram name? You know? Yeah. I don't Cause everybody uses something so different. It's never, yeah. it's rarely ever somebody's actual name. Yeah. And, uh, man, it was a blast. It was just, it was so much fun just to us to meet these guys and, um, and to me, the coolest thing, I mean, some of the other guys uh, kind of towards the end of the day, we're, we're standing there talking about this. Like we look around and 
the majority of us had never met each other before. And like, we're all buddies by the end of the day, or, I mean, <clears throat> I didn't get there until about midday. These guys, like a lot of these guys got together the night before and started shooting that morning. So by the time I got there, I felt like I was walking into a big group of guys that all knew each other, but really most of them hadn't met each other be- before, at least in person. It's just, it's so cool what social media has done to kind of make this world a little smaller and bring guys together who never w- would have ever crossed paths before to now be standing on the same range all day and joking around and, you know, and having a good time. Um, and yeah, so that was a super cool. And then, you know, to meet some of these guys and, and, and to make relationships or to continue relationships with these guys who some of them, um, had never been hands-on with a neomag before. And I brought a small box of them, um, just cause I knew there might be, there might be, <clears throat> there might be some interest in, in, in buying and selling them. Um, and you know, so I, I got to get neomags in a bunch of guys' hands and, and they loved them. So, you know, you know, they ended up buying them, which was great, but, but it was just cool to get, you know, let these guys get hands on with it. And now I'm seeing, I mean, Instagram, at least my feed's blown up with, with, with posts from, from that range day. And, uh, and it's cool to see the influence. I mean, I've already, I've already had a couple other comments of people, um, who placed orders because their buddy who, who was there picked one up and loved it. And so that was the tipping point for them to get them. And so, um, I guess I'm kind of using, using this kind of as a segue and as a very recent, uh, example of, of the importance of, of getting product into people's hands. Um, because in a way we're all influencers. Some people are just, you know, have a bigger account. So they have more influence. So they're the ones that we label as influencers. So maybe, um, you know, if there's people listening who, who don't necessarily know, I mean, to me, influencer is kind of a pretty recent term, at least to me. Yeah, probably. I would agree with that. Um, so I guess I'm kind of, I'm kind of trying to now define what an influencer is. And that's one of the things I wanted to do with you is try to define what an influencer is, because to me, there's a, there's a pretty thin line between influencer and advertiser. And so, you know, yeah. what is the difference and how would you define the difference? Yeah. So I wrote down a couple notes last week and jotted this down and that was actually the first thing that I wanted to start with is just like what what does that mean to call somebody an influencer um and to me I mean you you brought a little bit of a a comparison there and an influencer and like how we look for it is we're looking for someone who can honestly portray the product who can show how it's used show the benefits of it um and and you're trying to balance that line between advertiser and influencer. Cause an advertiser in my mind is somebody that I can pay money um, and I can use them as a face to promote a product. You know, you see them on TV all the time. The people in the commercials probably don't really care about the product that they're promoting. What I'm looking for in someone who can influence or an ambassador or um, you know, someone with that title is somebody that truly believes in the company and in our product and that is willing to be part of that backbone to help us reach other people, not simply because they're getting a product or even payment, but because they believe at the core in what we're doing. And, you know, there's a couple of things that I look for in that. And to me, uh, a super important aspect of the influencers that we've worked with or the ambassadors we work with is that they were a previous customer. And that's not true with every ambassador or influencer that we've worked with. But I can tell you that when I see somebody with a large account that reaches out to me and says, Hey, I want to work with you. That's cool and everything. But what really blows me away is when I see a really large account, somebody who obviously has impact on the industry, they 
purchase our product and then start posting about it regularly without me even asking. That person to me is the one that I chase after yep. right away. Cause I already know that, you know, I, I have no interest in buying someone's opinion. You know, I, you know that about me. I don't, yeah. I don't want to find somebody with a hundred thousand followers, throw a target at them. Um, and they just push it because they got a free target and you, you know, the accounts that do that. Yep. There's so many of them and it's so corny. It, it's always corny. Um, and, and we don't have any interest in doing that. And so we, we look for, you know, we have a set criteria that I follow and that's kind of dictated who we work with. Um, so that, I don't, I think that answers the question kind of, of my distinction. And I don't know if you would agree with that, but yeah, there's a thin yeah. line between influencing and just plain advertising. Well, and, there, and let's be honest, there's, there's influencers that get paid, right? So, yep. Um, Yes, that's why I think they're. My thought is, all advertisers are influencers, but not all influencers are advertisers. Yeah, I would say it's a good way to put it. Um, And, but I also think, at the core, what I see an advertiser is, is that it's just your your average Joe, it's your average Sally that's that has a day job that 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 this industry is you know their interest happens to be in this industry and they like what what we do and and i think that i think there's a lot of value in in getting just those average people um involved because i think a lot of people purchase more based off what their buddy thinks about a product or what um average joe on instagram thinks about it because you know, you know to them it's it's just another product that they that they like and and it's it's more natural um you know they know that they aren't being paid to push this product or something that they genuinely like and and that 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 means a lot more to a lot of people than seeing you know some advertisement um and so it now i personally think it's it's important to do both I think, you know, I do advertising with a couple people that just do advertisements for my products. Here's this product. Here's what it does. Here's where you can get it. Here's what it costs. And then, um, I mean, I'll be honest. I don't really have um, true influencers, mostly because I don't think I do. I, well, for a couple reasons, I'm not good at it. Like I'm, I'm not good at, um, and I also don't think I know how to, um, keep influencers and keep them pushing my product just because my product, the Neomag is a hard product to, it, it's a harder product to push, um, just because it's small and it's concealed and, um, than like a steel target where you can have 50 of these things out out on your range and you're blasting away at them and they're pinging and ringing and, um, and everybody yeah. wants, I mean, everybody wants more steel targets, no matter how many you have, you want more. Oh yeah. And always you need more. Yeah. And where, whereas the, you know, Meg, you might want more, but you don't really need more than, than one or two or something. Hey, any more than that, you're kind of a collector and you, know, or you just want to support our company and stuff, which there's a lot of people that do that. Um, so it's been a little bit harder for me to, um, to keep those influencer type relationships going. Like I've, I've got a bunch of people that I talk to, Hey, would you like to help us, um, you know, you know, 
push a Neomag more. I, I, I'll give you a discount code and you can share that. We'll, and, and maybe I'll give you a cut of the sales and stuff like that. Um, but like you, the only people that I do that with are people that I've seen that purchased on their own and, and, and truly believe in the product. Like, you know, you know they've, they've already established that with their follower base is that this is a product that, that they already use. Um, so it's, it, it's been a little bit harder for me to keep that going. Yeah. But and you're I, really good at it. I mean, you guys, like a lot of your, your businesses is through your influencers, isn't it? Yeah. And even though that is the case, I would say that it is still extremely difficult to keep that ball rolling. And part of that is, you know, if you look at influencers and you look at the different ways and the different outlets that they could influence in, you know, you've got obviously like Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Those are kind of the, the main areas. And I would say Instagram's the main area that companies are going to use influencers because it's, it's easier to get content out. Um, the struggle with Instagram influencers is that the content life is so short, which requires them to post so much. And so typically what you'll find with an ambassador or an influencer is if you bring them on board and say, I send somebody a target or two and I, you know, they met all of my criteria that I have in place. And I, I think that they're an honest person. They put out good quality content. You'll usually see a spike for just a couple weeks and then it'll die off or, or they'll, they'll be diehard for a short period of time. You might get six months out of them and then it'll fall down. And so it's very difficult to navigate that well because, you know, we're with our relationship, we're trying to, with influencers, I want to have them want to be part of the team, you know, to literally see themselves as part of, of what we're doing. And because of that, if they believe in the product and they believe in what we're doing, they should want to include them in the content that they're posting. Um, and I, I think that the area, I don't know. I don't know if I've done that the best throughout the last three years. I think there's times that I've done that. Well, um, I know that I've done well with communicating expectations, but I haven't always, um, been the best at holding people to them. And, and that's the struggle is, you know, we're trying to maintain a friendship, but we're trying to maintain an honest, open relationship with regards to business. And because of that, there's expectations there and there's things that, that have to happen. Um, especially when you get into, you know, and I guess I'll put it this way. We have multiple tiers of ambassadors that we would use. Some of them are as simple as, you know, here's a product, take this product, post about it. And that's usually, if somebody's met my criteria, which, you know, is first I look to see if they've been a customer. And again, that isn't always a deciding factor, um, but it is important. If they're on YouTube, I look to see that they've got at least a thousand subscribers. If they're on Instagram, I make sure they have at least 5,000 followers. Usually I'm looking for 10,000 or more, but then I'm looking at like engagement. I'm looking at how many comments they get on their posts. Do they respond to people? Um, how many likes are they getting? Is there content popping up in newsfeed, all that stuff? Um, and then we obviously track how much their codes are being used. But if, I don't know, if somebody follows all of that and they fit into that, you know, I start out with just sending a product. Um, and then after that, we could work into maybe they'll get a couple more products. If their code's been used a couple times and I see value in that relationship and it looks like they're taking it seriously, then, you know, we'll send out more product. And if we get to the point where, I think that they would be motivated and really help move us forward. We've even done as far as commission off of the, the sale, but it's funny because it has to be the right person. And, you know, we have commissions out there and I have, and I'm not talking bad about anybody, but we have ambassadors that really aren't very active, but could be, you know, making a lot of money by posting legitimate content. Um, and I, I know some people really frown upon that kind of paid advertising with people, but because of the process that we have in place of how we choose the influencers, um, we, we weed out the nonsense 
And I say no to people far more than we say yes. Yeah. Um, because we're so picky about how we want our company to be portrayed. Cause you know, there's a bunch of pros to a, an influencer and the reasons you might want to look into it is because the first and most obvious is they're going to help you reach people that you're currently not reaching. And that's obviously very important as a startup business. Um, if they're an ambassador that's in the shooting world and they've been in the shooting world and they have a lot of experience in our industry, they can give you valuable feedback on products during the R and D process. Um, they help build a tighter community if they're executing their content well. And the biggest biggest reason that I love working with influencers is because of our criteria and how we've set that out, most of them are going to put out quality content and that helps me out because of reposting or, you know, people having more different, you know, some different outlets to see our stuff in action. Um, And then that takes a whole load off of me. if, If there's a day that I'm just so tied up and I can't get anything out, or, you know, something random comes up and I didn't get my posts out for the day or whatever it might be. I know that there's at least something circulating out there to help spread our name around and and make sure people are seeing the products. Um, And then it's, you know, like you said with the Ohio shoot, which I was very bummed that I couldn't make it out to then. It just helps you meet more people in the industry. It never hurts to have that whole circle of people that you know. Um, that that only ends up benefiting you as you grow your business. But it's, there's a lot to it. And it, I know companies that just jump right into this and they're like, Oh, well we'll just put product in as many people in as many influencers hands as possible without having a serious conversation about who the person is that you're putting product in their in, into the hands of. And you know, what is their character? Like, what are they like behind the scenes? How are they treating people? You know, all of that stuff is so vitally important because a bad influencer could, could break your company too. You know, it could actually really hurt you. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that's something that, that, uh, that I kind of learned. Um, I'm not going to get into names or the actual situation, but, uh, somebody that, uh, that's pretty big name I was working with early on and, and they're doing an awesome job just driving a ton of traffic to us and it was turning into sales and stuff. And then this person, um, had seemingly said something, um, publicly that, that, that was, that got a lot of people upset and I started getting emails and messages saying, um, you know, I'm not going to purchase your product anymore because you work with, with so-and-so and what they said. And, 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 uh, and like almost kind of threats. Like if, if you don't break ties with this person, then, you know, you know, then I'll stop supporting your, your business, stuff like that. And I'm just like, Holy cow, man. I like, I didn't do anything <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah, but it's by association. Yeah. And, and, and so that kind of set me back a little bit on my heels of just like, man, I really, there's like, you can, you can do as much as you can. And this person had had never said or done anything before even remotely off putting. So, you know, you, you can do everything right and work with somebody that you really think is, is perfect, but you're also kind of taking a chance sometimes too, that, you know, if this person goes off, you know, if they go off the rails in the wrong direction and, and and get people riled up, then you're going along on a ride with them, you know, like it or not. So yeah. it, it definitely is a good idea to, you know, to, you know, take your time and and do the best you can to make sure that you're, uh, you know, that you're making the right decision and that and that they're going to represent you. Uh, in, in the best light possible. And that's, you know, that's something else I do think about when I, when I talk about working with somebody, um, you know, I, you know, I tell them straight up, I said, you know, I'm talking to you because I really like how you handle yourself. You, uh, you believe in a lot of the same things I believe in, you know, whether that's, 
just business-wise, industry-wise, product-wise, spiritually, any of that stuff. I'm just like, if we, if we believe a lot of the same things, then this is going to go, it's going to go well. Um, so it, it, kind of going back to uh, something you said of kind of how you, how hard it is to, um, to keep an influencer going with your product and keep them posting. And, and that's one of the hard things for me is um, since I don't have a product, you know, and going way back, we were talking about kind of bartering and stuff like that and, and trading. Well, that's, that's one way that you can compensate your influencers with, with more of your product. Um, and like I said before, I can't, that doesn't really work too well with me. I can only give them so many new mags before they're like, dude, I don't need any more. I've, I've run out of pockets and I've run out of people to give these to or whatever. Um, so it almost kind of has to be money. And that's a double-edged sword. On one hand, it's a motivator. But on the other hand, does that influencer lose a little bit of influence because now they're getting money for it? Um, do And I don't think most people know I don't know how most people would know if the, if this person is getting paid for it. I think I think a lot of people assume as soon as they see a discount code on their profile for such and such company that they're probably getting something for it. Um, now I think most people are just they're a little. I, 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 I want to. I think bad. people are skeptical. Well, you know? yeah, and, and, and I think a lot of people are. I want it to sound bad, but I think most people are selfish enough where they don't really care if that person is getting a kickback for it. If they get a discount code and they get your, your product cheaper. So I don't know that it's really, you know, a a bad thing, but uh, it is tough because you have to realize this person is an accountant or a nurse or something on the side. Pushing your product isn't their job. They have a million other things that are more important in their daily lives than pushing your product for, you know, for your business that, that really the only thing they're getting out of it is maybe some more product, maybe a little bit of money, maybe some more followers, but none of that stuff really matters in the grand scheme of life. So, um, whereas your product for your company is your life. So it's hard to, it's hard to keep that going and it's hard to, you you know, you just have to realize that this influencer, um, that your, your product isn't their world. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's where at the beginning up front, you have to lay out clear expectations. Um, and, and ultimately if, you know, if somebody comes to me and they're like, Hey, I want to be an influencer and I want to make money. Okay. Well, if you want to go that route, well then here's my expectations and it's going to be a lot more. Um, you know what I mean? It, if I'm going to send more product to you and you're going to make some money or whatever we degree, you agree upon, there's going to be a higher expectation associated with that. You know, we, we have, we have people in the industry that I think you would consider ambassadors that aren't posting discount codes that don't make any money, you know, that I might've sent some product to, but they've also bought some on their own. And they're still doing, they're still influencing, like you said, but it's a more organic approach. And people are generally, I don't know if skeptical is the right word, but there is an an aspect to an organic, um, organic content, organic posting and organic words that does hold a higher value, I think, to a lot of people. Um, And the key is, you know, and the area that I think we did well is, kind of blending the influencers with the organic um, word of mouth and, and get that as close to the same as possible. Um, you know, we, and I really attribute it to the fact that we were just so picky with, you know, who we, who we brought on board with our ambassador team because we could have gone out and we still could. And, you know, I, my, my biggest fear is losing legitimacy and, that is one of the biggest cons that I would see to bringing influencers on board is, you know, like the issue that you experienced with people sending you emails, just say, for example, I'll just use gun bunnies for an example. 
Um, you know, if you are the kind of company that's just, you know, leveraging women to sell product and for anybody listening, you, you probably already know the kind of account that I'm talking about. So I'm not even going to go into details there, but you know, we say, we say no to them, to that style account, or even, um, even guys that are just, I don't know, just out there, obviously advertising a million different things because it can lose the legitimacy of the brand. And it also doesn't, if it doesn't match our character and how we do business, obviously we're not going to create a relationship there. Right. But just there is, just know that there is potential risk and the temptation is, Oh, I'll find everybody with 20,000 followers or more because there's a ton of accounts out there like that in our, in our industry. And I'll just start sending product left and right. Um, and that, yes, that will help you in the short term, but you also have to remember that those people have your product for the long term, you know, and there's risks, there's risks associated with that. And you can't just blindly jump into that without even attempting to get to know the person beforehand, you know, but the other thing that I think is really funny is cause I, so I get messages every week about people wanting to be ambassadors and part of that's because it's known that we have an ambassador network. So I guess that's kind of a double edged sword because people see it and now they want to be part of it. So it's good and bad. But what I find really funny and I do this on purpose, I drag my feet a little bit. When somebody reaches out to me, I'll re I'll respond right away, but I'm not going to go full throttle with them. And there's a couple people that just messaged me over the last two weeks that said, you know, I have a ton of followers and these are, you know, 200,000 follower pages or bigger. So I want to work with you guys. I think you have the best product, you know, the whole nine yards gave me the whole sales pitch. So I opened the conversation and I just kind of kept it going a, a little longer than what I think most people would want to do. Um, these people ended up, I just saw them posting with another target company. Um, saying that this target company is the best and they make the best product and this, that, and the other thing. So what I did is I confirmed that those are not the, those ambassadors that reached out to me are not the ones that I want. And I, they can post about, you know, X, Y, Z target company. I don't really care because I know what's going to happen. They're going to post for two weeks and then it's going to fall on its face. And that's just the, the, the cycle that it goes through. Um, so it, it does, you know, somebody can reach out to you. You don't have to give them an answer right away. And it's also okay to tell them no. Yeah. If they don't meet your character. I don't think it's, but it, it, I know some people that, that they have like paperwork, like maybe five pages of question and answer stuff. And the whole point isn't the information in that paperwork. The point is, is this person willing to, to, to go through this effort yeah, this you know, like, are 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 they willing to put in the work? Um, are they willing to do something that they don't like to do because nobody wants to do paperwork. But if a person's willing to put in that effort to do something as boring and as menial as paperwork, then they're going to be willing to do more for you. Um, that's something I'll do. Like, if I have somebody, like, I get a message, a message or two every week of people wanting some, you know, some free product for some, uh, for something for a giveaway, um, or, 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 or some local, um, cause that they're, you know, you know, they're raffling product off for and stuff like that. Um, and depending on what it is, sometimes I'll send them, you know, I'll send them over this, there's a couple pages of just kind of Q and a stuff and what's this for and, um, and I don't know, just, and again, the point of it isn't that, that I necessarily want their information. The point is, are they willing to, it, does this mean enough to them that they're willing to take a few minutes and fill this stuff out? Um, right. You know, so that's been, uh, uh, yes, yeah, so that's been, that's been a good thing. And that's something I learned from a buddy of mine. Uh, he has a local business. He says, anytime, anytime somebody comes to the door, you know, wanting anything. The first thing I do is I hand them this over this paperwork, just, and he said that that weeds out about 
nine out of 10 people, they just, you know, you know, they want something quick and free. And if they have to do any work for it, then, then you know, then they're out and that, that, that weeds out a lot of people. Um, and something else I wanted to kind of go over, which I think we, I, I think people can, I, I can glean a lot of this from the conversation that, that we've already had, but um, I know that there's, there's just some people that listen that either are influencers or, um, or want to become an influencer. And so um, I think it'd be really valuable for them to hear from us um, like top three most important things that we as a business are looking for and then influence. And again, I, I think you can glean a lot of that from, uh, from that. you said a lot of great things of what you look for. Um, but <clears throat> I think if I was, if I was to add one more thing that I just, I, that I really want to drive home with it is that <clears throat> um, besides the size of your account, which it does matter, but it also doesn't. <clears throat> um, and if you're good at making content, which, does matter, but also doesn't. There's accounts that I know that are huge that aren't good photographers and aren't good at taking video, but people, you know, still blow it up. So besides those things, you know, one of the biggest things that that I look for is this is, is what is this person's um, character like? And not like, you know, you know, good character, bad character, but, are you know I guess personality you know, what is a personality because 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 that's what people that's what that's what keeps people coming back in the long haul is do they feel like they relate to this person um, you know what do they offer with their personality and that I think is why you know, you know when you look at some of the, the <clears throat> some of the biggest influencer accounts it's because you got to know them. At least they let you in on some of who they are. And, um, and so like I can work with, with a million accounts that are, are, are awesome photographers and can post great pictures. Um, you know, you know, they can make good content, but that's all it is. It's just content. Um, I think one of the things that I look for the most is, is what is your personality and, and, you know, how does that get along with our product and, and how are you going to use the product and portray it, you know, you know, with your personality. So that's something that, um, you, you know, I, I, I really think is important uh, to, to put out there. Is, yeah. I would second that, you know, is let people see who you are, you know, you know, get your face in there a little bit more. And I know that's hard, you know, it, that was super hard for me for the first, first couple of years was, um, it was super awkward for me to be on camera and I hated, um, talking on camera and, and stuff. And that was something that I really had to break through and, and be super analytical of going back and listening to myself or watching myself, which was painful, but which is really weird. It is. First. It's know, super weird. Nothing feels natural about that. No. But it does eventually. It, if you're if you're willing to keep doing it, and and make yourself watch yourself and listen to yourself and and think about, okay, what did I do here? You know, you know, why was I so painful to watch <laughs> or or listen to? What could I <laughs> do to not be so awful? Yeah, uh, you know, it's tough, but it's something that that you have to do if you're not a natural but I think it's something that is going to take your, your, your account and double it instantly is when people get to see who, you know, who you are, um, you know, you know, that's going to help a lot. That's something that, that I definitely look for. Yeah. And I would just add something that kind of ties in with that, you know, being real and showing yourself on the account and, and, you know, if you want to be an influencer or want to be something like that, I look for people that other people trust. And that goes in with the personality and the character. Um, 
you know, ultimately, like I'll, I'll use as an example, um, one of our ambassadors right now that is helping us out immensely, but people value what he says is Paul, you know, black iron gunner. Yep. Fantastic guy. And honest, has a great background, very good shooter, um, but people value what he has to say. And, you know, that, that helps us out tremendously. And he's super and we have a real, like, he's not, yeah. it, I know Paul really well. I think Paul might even listen to this. Um, yeah. I mean, Paul does an awesome job and, and I'll be honest that now Paul's come a long way with, with making his content. Um, and, and he's actually started working with another uh, buddy of mine who I think also think listen to this. His name's Greg. Um, he's an amazing a photographer yes videographer fantastic um, i work with him and i'm trying to work with him more but like a lot of paul's stuff is just his phone on a tripod um you know filming away it's it's not super high quality content but that that doesn't matter as much as what you matter and that's what paul right. does really well is is you get to see who who he is and um, that's the most important thing. You know, it, you don't get caught up. It, it don't get super caught up in trying to create perfect content every time. Um, now I think awesome content can make up for, you know, you know maybe a lack of personality and stuff like that. If you don't put that in there, um, you know, there's, you know, we had a whole podcast on that before, you know, you're making, good quality content is important. Um, but it can also be offset by getting your face in there and being, being real. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I can't stress enough to me and, and again, this is my personal opinion, but the ability of a, a business owner to either be a face of, or have a personal brand in the same realm as the business because of those very reasons and because of the fact that it's going to show a lot of the behind the scenes um, and and let people know who's actually, um, you know, behind the scenes of the company and, and what's going on. I think that if there's business owners watching and right now they're, you know, just posting just pictures of whatever their product is or whatever they specialize in, I would totally agree with what you said you know, get your name out there to get your face out there and let people know what's actually going on behind the scenes. Um, Cause that, that breathes another, you know, amount of that personal interaction, you know, feeling like the people know who, who the company is. And that's something that I think we've done well at TA targets. We, we don't, you know, we show really big and I've said that a million times and we do business really small and people see a lot of that. And then, you know, I go through spells where I don't post as much of that behind the scenes or personal stuff as I would like. Um, but then I feel like there's times that we do it really well. And the kind of feedback that I get when we do that is tremendous. Um, so you are also your own influencer oh, and, for sure. and everybody has the ability. I mean, and that's, you know, as we've grown our business, and I've also grown kind of my personal social media venture. They're, they're both tied together for that reason. Um, and, and I look at them as both ultimately driving to the same end goal. And everybody has the ability to do that. It's not like there's a special magic potion or, or whatever. You know, you don't, need to, you don't need to be a professional marketer to be able to figure that stuff out. Um, but, you know, I... I use Paul as an example because if anybody wants to see how to be humble and have an impact and have, have such a profound impact on people around you that companies will seek you, you know, you don't have to reach out to them. They'll, they'll come to you. That's the kind of, you know, I think, you know, I, I really like what guys like Paul have going on because of that, that, that authenticity. And I can tell you that if people are putting out content like that, business owners like myself will find them if that's their end goal. And then if you're a business owner and you're putting out that kind of um, information and that kind of personality, it's just going to help grow you 
you know, going yeah. forward. If, if you want to know if you're doing things right, it's going to be when you're approached. Right. If you have to go around and ask, then you're probably not, you're probably not ready. Uh, there's something that you're doing that's, that's, that's holding people back uh, uh, from coming to you. And so, and, you know, I'll give, that's a big test. I'll give you the example. You know, I, I have my personal page and I do my YouTube stuff and all that good stuff on the side. And I do that just for obviously enjoyment because I enjoy showing people what I've learned and, and what I know, even though I have, I have a very limited knowledge, I, but I've learned a lot in the last couple of years. I like, I like to share that with people, but only recently within the last, I don't know, six months after years of, you know, refining my photography and, you know, getting better at the content creation. And I've kind of slid a little bit in the last couple of months because I've been really, um, really working on other content for TA targets, but only recently were people actually approaching and saying, Hey, I want you to photograph this stuff. Here's this, you know, whatever X, Y, Z product, take it, photograph it, get us some professional shots, or we want to see you talk about it. Um, and that's obviously not my main priority. Um, but you have to go at it with that understanding. Like you almost have to be passionate about sharing what you already know and being organic and being real, uh, before any companies are going to just come to you and, and want to work with you as an influencer. Yeah. I, I think people have an unrealistic expectation that, um, you know, they'll just start emailing a thousand people and then, you know, all of a sudden companies are going to be flocking to you. And when I, when I can tell you the ones that I'm like, you, you know, if, if I'm scrolling through my newsfeed and something catches my eye and I click on it and I'm like, wow. And I'm just like, dang, look at that. Those are the, the people that then I, you know, I'll follow their account with TA targets. I'll keep up to date with what they're doing or, you know, most people don't know it, but if I'm really researching ambassadors, I use my personal account. I just follow them with that. So then it's not really obvious. And then, you know, I keep up on what, what they have going on. And I don't know if you can catch somebody's eye like that organically, that's when the companies are going to say, yeah, this is somebody that um, is going to bring some honest value to what we're doing and help us spread the word. Yeah. Also, I think one of the last things I would say is, um, if you're somebody that just wants stuff, like you're willing to just take on anybody, then you're not going to be valuable. Um, it, you know, if you're willing to just push whatever product, you know, if whatever company comes to you, that's, you're not going to be of, of value and you're probably not going to be used for very long. Um, yeah, the lifespan is going to be much shorter for sure. Yeah, you know, like I truly just 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 want to work with people that that are sold out on uh, on the product and and it truly benefits their lives and um you know, but but if they're just looking just for stuff so they can say that they're an influencer and just put discount codes in their in, in their profile. And one of the things that, that always bums me out is is when I uh, you know, I just want to go to somebody's profile and they have like 30 discount codes from 30 different companies that they work with. I mean, that they've lost some of their value there. Like, obviously they do a lot of things, right. If there's that many companies that, that want to work with them. But, um, if I'm just one more, uh, if, if I'm just one more thing in their grocery cart, then there's, then, you know, then there's not a lot of value there. And so, um, yeah. And you just have to go about it with your eyes open and, you know, for everybody listening, there are people that do this really well um, and make a living off of this. You know, as crazy as that might seem, yep. I have very close friends now that this is what they do is content creation, social media, that's it. Um, and they'll work with a ton of companies, but you, you'll see how they interact and how they, um, how they advertise quote unquote, isn't like an advertisement. You have to be able to be different and authentic. 
and the people that work with a bunch of companies that are, have big YouTube pages or massive Instagram pages or whatever it might be, you'll see that. And I, that's the, that's the kind of stuff that you want to emulate. You want to replicate, you want to try to, um, try to mirror and learn from is the good stuff and, and not just jump into trying, like Greg said, to, to grab every single product that you can get your hands on. Um, cause there's definitely a couple that people have messaged me about and I was like, eh, no, like it doesn't you have to be so cautious because social media can be such a huge help but it can it can hurt you so quick with the wrong move you know you you definitely have to weigh the options for sure i think i said the the last thing was the last thing i was going to say but actually i have one more thing i just thought of is just especially in our industry and with how Facebook and Instagram and everything um, makes it so difficult for our industry to advertise. It um, Influencers are so important. Um, and just as much, if not even more so is like, it, if you're listening to this and you're not a business owner, you're not an influencer or anything like that. Um, if, 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 if you're, if your customer, our, if your customer of ours or our supporter is, um, it's so important to us. It is such a big deal to us when, um, when people support us and they post and they post pictures and video of using our products because, that just helps us out so much because like right now I don't really have any paid advertisements on social media because I keep getting shut down. I keep getting the ads shut down if I try. So working with people and having such awesome supporters, I have so many awesome customers and supporters on social media that post awesome content. And without me ever having to say anything, they're just awesome people, awesome supporters that that's, that's what, that's why I'm in business that, that, I mean, literally that is why I'm in business is because of people who, uh, who, who just want to support us <clears throat> and truly believe in what we're doing. And so they post about it and, and they support. So that's also, um, you know, you know, going back to, uh, to influencers, they're so important <clears throat> in our industry because, we can't advertise elsewhere and it's harder for social media to weed out and shut down um, just people's posts. It's, it's, it's not a, it's not a true advertisement. So it's it, it, now sadly enough, Instagram and Facebook still do take down uh, people's posts that there's absolutely nothing wrong with. And that's a whole nother uh, topic in itself, but, I just, just know for, for you, you who are listening, I know just people listening that, that just want to support us. You guys are the reason why, why we are afloat. Um, yeah. And why we get to do this and why we get to continue to innovate and, and push new stuff out and take care of our customers is because of people who, um, you know, who, who, who tell their friends about our products and stuff. So, yeah, that's truly the backbone. It really is. And I, every once in a while I send out a newsletter and I just remind that to people. Um, I just, well, it, the newsletter will just say, Hey, this is so vitally important to us. And we thank you for everybody who's, um, you know, and we are truly appreciative of the people that take the time to leave a review on the website, to post up a picture and look, it doesn't have to be professional. You know, I, I, I feel like people fall into that trap where they think, oh, I can't post and tag this company because it has to be the perfect picture, but it doesn't have to be the perfect picture. It, it can just be a picture of the target plate and a gun or something, but the pictures like that, that I get to then repost and share, um, it helps speak the story of what we're doing with authenticity. There's no question about it when a customer leaves a review and says, hey, this is the best stuff that I've ever you know, best targets that I've ever put my hands on. That means more than 
me saying it, um, it certainly has more authenticity than somebody being paid, you know, to say those things. Yep. Absolutely. Cool. Well, I think, uh, I think we covered a lot there. I think so too. I hope I, I'm sure we could have valued this. Some people you know. listen. So guys, uh, and I, I guess we can, you know, I'll put some kind of post up on our Facebook group once this episode goes live. Um, but I'd, I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about it. And if there's anything that we went through and we say this every week and we really mean it, if there's anything we went through that you think we should go through in, you know, in more depth or detail, we can utilize that Facebook page to do that. You know, that's a great way to, after an ap- an episode's posted, you can post up a question and say, Hey, I'm, I heard you guys say something about this point. What's up with that? Dig into it a little deeper. And then Greg and I could easily on the Facebook page, jump into that a little bit more, or maybe even touch base on it on, on a future podcast. Yep. So just keep that in mind. And as always, the Gmail's there as well. It's forging the journey at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. Please follow our Instagram and Facebook and, and get involved with us. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. The, the few conversations that we've, that we've had going in, in the Facebook group has been awesome. Yeah. And I feel like because of, uh, I don't know how to, how to describe it, but because of the, the nature of what we're doing and the feel of what we're doing, um, on the podcast, it's going to be a, a more, the group already is more willing to communicate and talk. I can tell, um, than I would have expected. So that's pretty cool that we'll have that kind of a feel to the group. So any questions you have or anything you want to know about our businesses, you know, what we got going on, uh, just feel free to post that up and, uh, we'll dive into it and you'll in the process, I'm sure initiate some thoughts that lead to future podcasts and other topics that we could cover. Yeah. If there's something that you want us to talk about, we, I think a lot of times we come up with a topic the day of, or the day before. And, uh, or you throw curveballs at me or throw curveballs at you <laughs> on the spot. I like that. Five minutes into the podcast. We're like, Oh, Hey, we were going to do this topic, but what do you think about this? But it, you know, it turned out really good. Sometimes the organic, you know, freestyle stuff like that works out really well. I'll be honest. I think last week's was my favorite episodes we've done. Yeah. I'm throwing out there. I think I it's love real. Yeah. I, I, I really like just, just regular conversation. I'm not sure that it's, it's usually as interesting for people, but that's what I like. I like doing topics and stuff, but I have more fun. Just don't worry. I'll throw you a curveball sometime. Awesome. Do it. I like, I'll make sure you do a lot of work, but beforehand, you know, to <laughs> sketch out some notes and then I'll throw you the curveball. Do it. <laughs> Awesome, man. All right, man. We have a have an awesome rest of your week, and we'll do it again next week. Sounds great. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Make sure you leave a rating and review wherever you're finding this podcast. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. Yep. Take care, man. See ya.